Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode, and this one is a folklore episode. This week, I'm looking at the protector of the seas, the Kraken. During the time of privateers and pirates, a fearsome creature dominated the stories of sailors. This creature caused fear among the seafaring community and could destroy entire ships in seconds. It is the Kraken, the mythological creature said to protect the oceans. The Kraken can be traced back to around 1200 CE. There are other stories of sea creatures that don't mention the name of the creature, but are believed to be the Kraken, that can be traced even further back. I'll skip those because they're not specifically the Kraken. The first recorded sightings of this beast were around Iceland and Norway around 800 years ago. Sometimes these sightings were accompanied by drawings that showed the beast as a 50 foot long monster. But the official sightings first came when King Sverre of Norway met the creature whilst on a voyage. In the 13th century, the Kraken began appearing in Norse sagas, like the Orvar Odder. In this saga, Odder fights the Kraken, escaping with his life. He came across two of the creatures off the coast of Norway and was terrified by the size of them. When he and his crew returned home, they told all who would listen. Norse naturalists also spoke of it, trying to explain its existence and characteristics. It was around this time that the creature first became known as the Kraken. According to legend, the Kraken lives in the deepest parts of the ocean. It can see all the way up to the surface, and when ships pass by above it, it attacks and drags the whole vessel down into the depths. The belief is that the Kraken then eats the crew and maybe the ship, but we don't know the truth behind that. Due to this idea, it was believed that the Kraken were responsible for ship disappearances on long sea voyages, small fishing boat disappearances, bad smells from the ocean, and surges of fish. By 1700, the stories of the Kraken had become commonplace and were repeated by writers from all over, not just Scandinavia. The German word for octopus comes from the same word in Norwegian. During this period, the Kraken was often described as the largest sea monster in the world. It was also given the ability to create whirlpools above itself at this time. Fish were said to flock to the vicinity of the Kraken, which led fishermen to fish close to their lairs, even though they were dangerous. Later stories shrank the Kraken down so it was no longer the largest creature in the ocean. It was still massive in size, but no longer the largest sea monster. I don't know what was bigger than it though. 
Its description changed around this time as well, so it was no longer the same sort of creature. In 1830, Tennyson wrote about the Kraken, changing it from a creature that would spend time floating on the ocean's surface to a creature that exclusively lived in the depths of the oceans. In his version, it slept until the end of the world woke it up. The creature then appeared in 1870s, 20,000 leagues under the sea. In this story, the Nautilus is swarmed by Kraken and is forced to surface. This came out during a time of scepticism, and part of the story involves questioning the existence of the creature. The book was later adapted into a film by Disney in 1954. It wasn't until the end of the 20th century that the Kraken changed again. It appears in Dungeons and Dragons, where it lives in the Plain of Water, the Final Fantasy series where it's one of the four evil guardians, and even in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, where it does the bidding of Davy Jones. Each version is vastly different to the next one, but they're all the same creature. Surprisingly, the stories of the Kraken are all centred around specific periods of time and are all pretty much the same story. There's only so many times that you can tell the story of a ship being destroyed but at a different time, so I've omitted most of them. How about we talk about what they looked like instead? The Kraken lives in the deepest parts of the ocean, waiting for ships to sail over it so it can drag them down into the depths. We know where they live and their origins, but not what they look like. Let's fill in those blanks. The clue is in the name, really. The original versions of the Kraken were huge, octopus-like creatures. For a long time, it was described as so big that people could hold massive events on its back. Christian Francis Paulinius, a physician, said that an entire regiment of soldiers could perform manoeuvres on its back, and it was said that the Bishop of Midoroth once found a kraken resting on a beach. He mistook it for a huge rock, built an altar on it, and held mass. The kraken apparently waited until the ceremony was over and everyone was safe on land again before returning to the sea. At some point, the Kraken was given a crab-like appendages, leading some to believe that the Kraken was actually a giant crab and not an octopus-like creature. But that description was pretty short-lived, now only appearing in the Dungeons & Dragons version of the creature in its monster manual. The Kraken returned to its cephalopod roots as time went on, appearing in most media these days as a giant squid-like or octopus-like monster that crushes ships as they pass. There isn't really much to the Kraken's description. It remains mostly unchanged in the entire time that it's existed. It's really a testament to the storytelling of the Norse world. Or could it be something else?
The Kraken, a gargantuan sea creature, has been in stories for hundreds of years. But what's the reality of it? There are two theories for this one. The first one is as simple as it being a creature that wrecks ships from the ocean floor. But there's something else we're missing. A real-life creature. In the 19th century, we discovered something that lived deep in the ocean. The giant squid. In 1853, one of these creatures got washed up on a Danish beach and died. The legend of the Kraken had become part of science. After 150 years of research into them, it's still debated whether the giant squid is just one species or as many as 20. But we do know that they live somewhere between 1100 and 2000 metres below the surface of the ocean. For a long time, people couldn't figure out what kind of hunter the giant squid was. In 2005, Japanese researchers captured footage of it. They discovered that the giant squid is an agile hunter that uses its tentacles to capture prey. Despite this, the giant squid has a natural predator in the form of the sperm whale. It's pretty common for sperm whales to carry the scars of fights between them and the giant squid, whose tentacles have suckers lined with tooth-like structures. These tentacles don't have muscles in them, so the squid can't actually overpower the whale, only prevent itself from being eaten and then escape using its ink as cover. The reason that people believe the giant squid to be the kraken is because it's very elusive. Perhaps one of the most elusive creatures in the world. The kraken still appears in popular media today as a monster in the ocean. So even though we've likely found what it really was, we can't get the stories out of our heads. The story and descriptions from this episode came from a Greek Gods and Goddesses article called Kraken, Fearsome Giant Sea Monster of Norse Legend, an Ars Technica article called Release the Kraken, 2,000 Years of Tall Tales and a Smattering of Truth, an Unmuseum article about the Kraken, and an Ancient Origins article called The Legendary Kraken, The Real Animal Behind the Monster. The theories from this episode came from the previous articles and an article from The Conversation called The Real Life Origins of the Legendary Kraken. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I have a Patreon as well, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. <laughs>
This episode was supposed to release on March 25th. I just got really behind. We'll be back to the regular schedule soon, so hold on until then. <laughs>